0: Hey, Bryce. Yep. Did you hear the rumours? Nah. You bet the meteoroids? Yep. Apparently being on go Goes helping develop. Yep.
1: Bryce. Yep.
0: What's up everybody, welcome to The House of Mario, episode 28, I'm your host Drew Agnew and joining me as always is my co-host Bryce DeWitt. Ah, just co-host today. Just co-host today, yes. Yay. I was going to say lovely, I can't call you lovely every week. No, you, you'll course. get used to it and you'll expect it. Yeah. Well, you should be treating me like that. Yeah, well you're, you're my best mate, so I don't know if I'm meant to give you, uh, <laughs> give, just give you shit or just be nice to you. Both. Yeah, a bit of both. Obviously. That's what I mean, so... Uh, On every odd week, I'll just say co-host. Every even week, I'll say lovely. (laughs) (laughs) All right, yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah. Uh, Today on the show, we're going to be discussing the uh, recent rumors for Metroid Prime 4, that it's being developed by Bandai Namco. Um, Actually, at this stage, is it rumors or is it...
1: No, it's confirmed. Confirmed. Okay. 100% confirmed.
0: Okay, yeah. We're going to be uh, going back on Nintendo's past relationship with Bando Namco, other games they've helped develop and things like that.
1: Yeah, and just talk about other companies other companies having hands in Nintendo stuff in general, I guess. Yeah. Because that's happened a lot there's a, there's a, over there's a, recent times. There's a long times. history. Yeah. Mm. Well, at least over recent times it's been more prominent, mm. you know. Yeah.
0: But before we uh, start discussing that, I just want to... Uh, the last three weeks we've been using a new intro song, which we've failed to mention at all. <laughs> I just want to say thank you very much to Groove Cube, who's allowed us to use his uh, music. Um, yeah, and you can find his music in. We'll include the link to his SoundCloud page in every episode, so yep. you can go and have a look. He's been featured in. I think that exact song actually was featured in a Nintendo a Nintendo jukebox we do at the end of each episode. So yeah,
1: yeah.
0: yeah. I think yeah. I think so. So yeah, let us know if you like it or you don't like it or whatever. Yeah, feedback is always welcome on the show. Oh, I think it's lovely. You think it's lovely. Oh, I think it's lovely. That's nice. Thanks, thanks, Bryce. Yeah, we're continuing on that anyway. <laughs> so uh, uh, was earlier this week. Uh, Eurogamer dropped a bomb earlier last week, technically, but yes, yes, yeah. Because we've been talking about Nintendo DS for two episodes now. We're coming back to the present. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah,
1: we're, we've we've come back from the past, and now we're back here again. Yes talking about uh, our, fr- our our uh, our uh, little friends at Bandai over there. Our, our little friends. Yeah, our they're little friends They're not our friends, Bandai. and they're not little. Well, they are now. Okay. All right. Yep. Yeah. BFN Bandai Namco. Okay? But, um, uh, yeah, the, there was there was rumours circula- uh, circulating, I think it was last week or the week prior, uh, where uh, they were supposed to be having a hand in Metro development. Mm-hmm. Uh, it turns out that apparently, and this is just by what was flying around Twitter or whatever, it was confirmed. Yes, they are indeed helping development. So the rumor initially come from
0: a job listing one of the employees put on online. Yep. So basically, he said there's a uh, is uh, <laughs> falling over my words. He's working on a brand new or oh, an unannounced IP both uh, First Person Shooter and Action Adventure. That just says Metroid Prime in a nutshell. There's not a lot of games that get described as that. No, yeah. And it's exclusive for Switch. So a lot of people naturally went there and rumours started going around. And uh, Eurogamer, come on. I don't want to talk about the Eurogamer article too much because I dare say listeners have caught up on it oh, a, yeah. a lot by now. They, they, and, that, yeah. and that's not necessarily the point of this episode to go into uh, just the uh, rumour itself.
1: Yeah, Yep. So, like, a lot of
0: past games have been developed by, well, co-developed by Bandai Namco as well. We've had Smash Brothers, Mario Kart 8, they've uh, had an involvement in,
1: in uh, lots of other games. They yeah. absolutely have, yes. <laughs> you just look at me like I'm supposed to, like, run off it. Anyway, um, and their, their help in Smash was obviously completely valued. Like I, I personally, you know, not everybody out there thinks Smash Four is a perfect game, but I think it's a very damn good one. Yeah, and I absolutely love it, and I'm hoping that more like that we get a port to the Switch for that eventually. I think I've mentioned it several thousand times now. Yeah, but um, both have. <laughs> any any hand that they had in helping, you know, Sakurai push us forward and do whatever, it was it was fantastic. Um, now. In the contrary to what I said earlier, Bandai Namco is not small. Mm. But <laughs> no, um, what uh, what was the most interesting uh, development out of the lot was that a lot of people think that. Um, well, actually, no. It was I, I, I believe this 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 was confirmed that um, if they are working with Bandai Namco to help uh, for to develop Prime Four that um the team between uh behind the previously uh discontinued Star Wars 1313 mm-hmm. was going to be on the development side of it
0: yeah so basically uh, Ben on Namco started up a new Singapore uh, team uh, 2013 and they've brought over people from LucasArts who worked on that game previously before mm-hmm. Disney bought it and scrapped it yeah so the idea of a Metroid game that's like, I can barely I can just vaguely remember like the videos of Star Wars 1313 but just like the spectacle like Uncharted oh, yeah, pretty much yeah, yeah. like see, seeing some of that come to Metroid mm-hmm. could be really interesting and it'll yeah
1: I don't know if they'll go for that angle whether they'll just go for the exploration sort of well I don't know I don't know the thing about the thing about a, Metro, uh, the thing about a Metroid Prime entry is mm. is like in the end you're going to get what you're given I think uh, I'd like to see more of a development. I think like the best the best example of that nowadays is how like Monster Hunter went from you know stuff like Double Cross and now we're in Monster Hunter World where the where the thing is just sold out everywhere, mainly largely due to its bigger platform. But
0: um, yeah, it's on two platforms instead of just like a handheld and things like that.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, but it's also well, the PC version isn't out yet. Mm. So, no, it's on Xbox One as well. Oh, Xbox One as well. Yeah, I no, completely forget about that. But you know, uh, Monst- it, ha- it had an, it had such an improvement that it looks fantastic. But you see all these new people picking up Monster Hunter. They're like, "Oh, what's this game? This is a new and exciting thing." It's like, "Well, no, not really. <laughs> They've been doing this for years. Mm. It just so happens that like areas are seamless transition, mm. and it looks very pretty, and the systems have been updated." And well, that's going to be the thing for this Metroid
0: game. It's going to be the first time people have like probably played Metroid ever for a lot of people.
1: Well yeah, because the Switch
0: is selling so mm. well. Even myself, I admit I admit I'm not a huge um, Metroid person. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm keen to sort of get into the new ones. I think to a degree you you like Samus as a character though. Yeah I like Samus as a character, yeah. From Smash Bros and I think a lot of people feel that way as well.
1: Yeah. 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 Mm. Um I, I I wasn't really into Metroid either really until well probably I played Prime One and that was that was my entry point into the series, uh, and then from there it was just kind of like segue into like, oh, you should play the two D ones. So I did. I played a bit of uh, Super. Played some of. Uh, did you ever finish Super Fusion? Metroid? No, I haven't. No. No, I've neither. The thing is, <laughs> is the thing is, is once you get uh, lost in a Metroid game. <laughs>
0: You get lost. You, you get, get lost. really lost. Yeah. You get
1: really lost. So, like, you you put it down, you forget about it because there's other things coming around at the time. And especially when, you know, you're going back to an old game. Like, for me personally, obviously. Uh, it, it's, it's hard to go back and go, well, I've got this brand shiny new thing I just bought in front of me or i got this thing that,
0: you know. Yeah. came
1: out 20 years ago. It came out 20, <laughs> yeah, 20 odd years ago and you, you don't want to, you mm. know, you don't, you don't feel like investing that much time into it sort of thing. Mm. Where you like, and then you know, a lot of people are just like, "Well, look up a guide," or you know, "Where's your sense of fun?" It's like, yeah, I understand that, but n- um, new things, <laughs> <laughs> new things. <laughs> we ju- we just got it. A- we just got like a major a-, a major console release from Nintendo that's beaten its previous console sales in less than twelve months, and yeah, I-, I-, I think a lot of people like going back to things they're familiar with. Yeah,
0: like including myself, you go back to. Maybe Mario Kart 64, you'll play, you'll muck around and bob on Battlefield and Super Mario 64. But a lot of people, if you haven't played one of the Prime games, I don't think a lot of people go out and actually try old, new Nintendo games. No. If you, yeah. if you know what I mean. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think if you get a basic rundown of Samus as a character and what what the deal with the behind the name was... Mm. You know, I think that's most people. What people will be looking for when they go, "Hey, I want to play the new Metroid, but can't be bothered going back to everything else." Yeah. So that you know, they'll get a half of it, and then that's it. Hmm. Um, I, uh, I don't know. I, I, I've played, I've played many Metroid titles, just not finished them. You know, uh, and that's 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 hard. That's kind of difficult to say, but it's always for the same reason, pretty much. A, uh, a good example of a game. <laughs> That I played and I really enjoyed, but once I got lost, I was just like, "Oh, whatever." Was probably uh, Metroid Other M. Yeah, <laughs> and the only the only reason I gave up on that was because it's like once I got lost, I had no motivation. Um, in in, in Super Metroid or something like that, it was basically I had a, I had motivation for a couple of hours before I, before I put it down. But it took me about fifteen minutes into getting lost in Other M, where I was just like, "No, nah, I can't be bothered," because there was so, there's so much stigma around that game. Other M had some other issues too. Oh, it did, it did. As fun as it was, like, it was a really good it was game. Fun, yeah, it was a really good game technically standing, mm. but just uh, yeah, the, the overbearing story and <laughs> Samus's character yeah. and. Yeah, and that's why I suppose I I didn't want to waste as much time on it and didn't give it as much as a shot.
0: And that's why I think, because of Other M, that's pretty much the last major Metroid game. Uh, A lot of people, Mm. when they heard this rumor about it not being developed at Nintendo, that's where a lot of people got worried.
1: Yeah, right. And That's sort
0: of why we want to talk about the relationship they've got with Bandai Namco because Bandai Namco, they've touched a lot of Nintendo properties, especially recently.
1: Oh, yeah, big time, yeah. Mm.
0: No, um, I, th- I think
1: I think it's a good thing. So.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, like last year in an interview with Bill Trinum, just when the game got announced, the uh, he he said that it's being developed by a completely new team and it's still being directed by Mr. Tanabe, who uh, directed the uh, previous three Prime games. with yeah, Retro which, Studios. Yeah. So it's still got that um, got the top director at the top with the vision, and it's also got you know hopefully a brand new. Excited <laughs> development team to really bring the series to where it needs to be.
1: Well, that's exactly how it should be too. Mm. Like I, you, I, yeah. You know, you can you can whinge and complain about a development team all you want, but as long as it's the same visionary mm. that made those games. Yeah. And a lot of people, like people say, I want Retro Studios to make it. People forget that Retro Studios, they are
0: a completely different group of people now. Yeah. A lot of them went off to 343 to make
1: Halo and like, they, that's pretty much spread out since then. Yeah. As well. Yeah. I don't know. i would never really know how, known how to feel about retro. I guess mm. they made good games, but it was kind of like, well, yeah. they
0: they dorm dormant for a long time until Donkey Kong. Uh, was it Donkey Kong Country Returns? Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I only invested a little bit of time in yeah TKCR. Yeah, great games, but oh yeah, great games, especially um. I think
0: Tropical Freeze was uh, better, but uh, just the impact of Donkey Kong coming back and. Like Donkey Kong was, Country coming back, was yeah, huge. it was such a big thing. Yeah. yeah, and everyone's like, okay, cool. They made that. Now they're making Metroid or something. Then they just made another one. That's everyone's like, oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I think the major impact of that coming back, more or less, though, was probably because the fact that uh, you know Microsoft could have loosened their grips and stuff mm. with Donkey Kong Country being a rare property, mm. especially.
0: Is it, yeah, I don't, I don't know the actual situation there when where donkey kong is nintendo's donkey Uh, all the other characters are kind of rares like diddy kong and all that
1: well the thing is is the thing is is in the end i think especially with phil spencer at the at the reins of xbox now i think he was just kind of like yeah you know what like when the hell are we ever going to try and use donkey kong and it's just it's just sitting in stasis so Mm. he's just like it just take it back yeah. there's there's no point whinging and whining about yeah. it
0: but I don't, I don't think they would have had full
1: rights enough to make a game because they wouldn't have had Donkey
0: Kong they might have had
1: oh no no like, yeah, yeah but because because of the property or whatever like people obviously wanted Donkey Kong Country and DK64 to be re-released on some sort of you know they, should, they, would, they would have made like Danky Dank with <laughs> Danky Dank and the Lanky Crew yeah yeah, I would play that No oh, wait no it can't be like oh no yeah, mm. next E3 Microsoft Conference Xbox One exclusive. It's like Danky Gang's back. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Danky Gang? <laughs> it's like it's like that but it looks like Bubsy. Mm. like when bu- Bubsy was like, Oh, it's getting re released and it went completely under the radar. Oh, because it's terrible. No one wanted <laughs> no. No, no one wanted Bubsy. No. I still remember on this podcast, you're the one who told me, and I'm like, What? Yeah. <laughs> Bubsy. Why? Yeah. It it, it got I, I didn't even know it was released until Donkey made a video. <laughs> yeah, the the
0: only the only thing
1: I saw on that, that game was uh
0: IGN's like Here's a let's play of Bubsy, and they're all just like laughing. This game's so bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, what Bill Trennan said in said last year about um, the development team for Metroid uh, Prime Four mm-hmm. that fits with this new studio. They're a brand new studio um, getting built. I actually went to their I actually went to their website, <laughs> and they they've uh, got like it's pretty much empty apart from contact careers and just uh, the company's vision. <laughs> it says, message from the CEO. I'm not going to read it. That's actually quite, it's actually quite long. But it's just like, um, yeah, we believe in fun and games and whatever. Oh, well, that, yeah, that's good. Yeah, You're yeah. not EA. That's a good start. Yay. <laughs> not EA. Put a microtransaction in there every, every step of the way, just so the player's like, God
1: damn it! <laughs> uh, if you want to buy this outfit for Samus, you have to spend 500 Metro coins. <laughs> Metro coins, yeah. Metro coins. Yeah, no, no, no. EA, please. No. <laughs> Every, yeah, everybody's low point last year.
0: <laughs> no, EA's their own low point. Sometimes. Oh, God, God, <laughs> God, we sound negative. I, 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 I do like some EA, EA games. Just when they do them correctly. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was really looking for the need, need for Speed last year, but it just no nah.
1: under the bus.
0: <laughs> under the bus. Yeah.
1: Just lay it neatly, neatly on the pave. Mm. Yeah, it's unfortunate, really. It is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, need to hold dear. a funeral. <laughs> <laughs> a funeral for all these games.
0: Oh, we're going. We're going way off topic, but just uh, <laughs> that that news story come out a couple of weeks ago about Microsoft buying potentially buying EA. Oh. I was just like, why?
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> why? <laughs> Don't buy anything. <laughs> just no, leave it alone. We yeah. all know how that goes in the end. Mm. It just ends in shitstorms. Yeah.
0: Anyway, let's get back to Nintendo. Let's, uh, let's not talk about EA. No. Now you're depressed. I've depressed you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not depressed. Mm. I'm, but, de- I'm um, depressed thinking about them. Continue. <laughs> uh, I think like, a lot of people are like, oh, well, Metroid's been developed by Bandai Namco, so it's going to have Bandai Namco slapped all over the box. It's going to be a completely different game to the originals. But... I feel like a
1: lot of us went through this with Super Smash Bros. Yeah, consider the subtlety of Smash Bros. when you're thinking about this topic. Yeah. I think is the major thing you need to think about here.
0: Yeah. Bandai Namco's uh, like logo on Super Smash Bros. on the box or in the game in the credits is the same size as Sega, Game Freak, oh, Capcom. Yeah. It's the same size as all of
1: them. Like They haven't put their name anywhere. Yeah, especially since they need to be fair when you consider the fact that you know, all, the, all, all these all these properties are being used in this one game. I think, I think the logo will play a bigger role in the Metroid box. But I don't think it'll be jarring like people people are suggesting. No. I think no. I think it'll be fine on the box. To be completely honest, yeah. Why not? Well, I mean,
0: he... well, Ninja Theory and was it Ninja Theory? No, no, it wasn't Ninja Theory. What? Who, who did Avram? Techno Uh No. <laughs> Making you think now? I think
1: no, was- I don't think it was Kai Takmo. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure it was Ninja. Ninja theory thing it was
0: Ninja theory? Okay, I'm pretty sure. We'll if we if we're wrong, well, we'll f- throw you throw the podcast in the bin.
1: Okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, but um, no. Th- considering I-, I want and I want people to like if you're listening to this and you have your concerns about it, I want you to think think on it for this perspective. Um. If you played Smash Bros and you played Mario Kart mm. in the last couple of years and you enjoyed them, the last, the last iterations of those two games, and you, you barely even, like, you wouldn't even know unless unless you read about it or looked at the back of the box, and even then, you you could just assume that Bandai Namco was Pac-Man being in the game yeah, of Smash Bros, you know, you wouldn't even thought of any of them helped if you didn't know about it and I think that's the most important thing to think about and think about how much recognition they would have got from for, for Smash Bros because while Nintendo said they helped a lot nobody's nobody's talking about their involvement in it no ever since it come out everyone just stopped yeah stopped and they haven't complained they're obviously still happy to work with Nintendo and do do these kind of things I think they did really well on both Mario Kart. And on Super Smash Bros, having a pretty big hand in development. Mm. Well, realistically, well, Super
0: Smash Bros, uh, they pretty much they're exclusive on where Mario Kart. They sort of uh,
1: helped out. I don't know what, no, they, it, what they helped that yeah. with necessarily, but but you know what I mean. What they, what yeah. the, what they did put into those games was, was fantastic. And unless somebody actually told you something about it, you wouldn't have known. You know, mm. you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to go into the game and like apart again apart from Pac Man and Pac Man related properties, like in Smash Bros. You wouldn't be going, oh look, I bet Band Band uh, Bandai Namco made that Mario jump mm. or some crap. <laughs> you know, like you, you got to think of it for, uh, from the perspective that really they didn't get a lot out of this. They they would have got some money out of it, sure, but they didn't get any fame or recognition or anything that generally they would want from that type of thing, like when they make an anime game or whatever. Like they do with the Naruto releases and all that, mm. um, but yeah, they won't. They weren't looking for fame and fortune like they were in, you know, their own their own things as as they were with Smash Bros. Like Smash Bros. or Mario Kart, they were, yeah, relatively untouched from that Bandai Namco logo. Mm. And if it and if it turns up on the Metroid One on the front cover. Down in the bottom right-hand corner or wherever it's, so they may want to put it, as long as it's not a Samus' helmet or some shit, I, I'm I'm perfectly fine with it being mm. there because I think they've done a pretty pretty bang up job for Nintendo considering their rough history the past mm. five years. Yeah,
0: I wouldn't have a problem with their logo being there. No, uh, of course not. They they made the game pretty much, but when it's uh, when they when Nintendo sends their producers over there to sort of man the team, yeah, like other than just watch over or whatever, when they're actually involved, like Sakurai is or Mr. Tanabe is with uh, Metroid. Um, they don't seem to do that. That they, they just seem to make it a Nintendo game.
1: Yeah, which and is, I think, I think that's because they respect they respect Nintendo as a mm. company more than anything. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, and that's good. Mm. You know, but at the same time, if if they wanted to take their share and say, "Look, we had a pretty big hand in developing this," can we? Like, I'd be fine with that anyway. Yeah, don't don't be worried about the fact that. Bandai are doing this shit with them now because honestly it's 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 helping them a lot, you know. I, I think that's I think that's the major thing to take away from it. Yeah. And uh p- like people f- people might not know or forget, but Monolith
0: Soft who develops the Xenoblade games, they they used to be 100% owned by Bandai Namco. Yep, yeah. And, and Nintendo um, bought 80% of their shares, so uh, I think the other 20 still belong to Bandai Namco. So they are they're essentially business partners yeah they for are for those games yeah. Yeah.
1: which is good yeah. you know um, again Xenoblade is uh, they're gems of games they're, they're mm. really they're really fantastic and the fact that you know <laughs> despite the fact of all this throw around and stuff like that that Bandai Namco and Nintendo are cooperating just as fine as they ever were is perfectly yeah mm. considering Nintendo gets their name slapped on a lot of stuff but Bandai doesn't when it comes to a lot of these IPs and mm. you know I just want to read this uh, quote
0: from Sakurai for a, um, an interview back in 2014 when the the interview asked about why they went with Bandai Namco as the sole developer. Go ahead. So Sakurai says, When we created Kid Icarus 3DS, we assembled people from several places, but we experienced problems and uh, some regrets with that. I had to do interviews with other uh, HR duties which, which amounts to a lot of time and work. Obviously, everyone has different levels of experience and different ways of working, so bringing everything together was difficult. So, to solve this problem, we thought it would be better to have one single company work for us, so we choose to work with Bandai Namco Games who produce, who produce Tekken and other games. When thinking about a Japanese company uh, that can also make a large-scale fighting game, there was only one company that could do this. It would be quite difficult for any other company to do do this i think
1: yeah so the thing well when you say a fighting game you got to think about all the shit that mm-hmm. bandai has has a name in when it comes to that type of thing yeah especially absolutely. especially with all their involvement with anime games that end up fighting games mm. we've like especially like the naruto games which has which has just a heap of characters naruto one Bleach, uh one piece bleach you know mm, yeah all, all that stuff all those, all those Shonen Shonen animes that get mm. made into games and stuff. And obviously the legacy with Tekken, and- yeah, the Tekken legacy, yeah. and you know, in the end they have a lot of experience. Mm. And like Smash Bros is a very different game, but
0: balancing mm. a roster like that, obviously they they nailed it. I
1: think with the oh, Smash Bros, they, yeah, because yeah. that's what that's the business they've been in mm. <laughs> for a long time. Mm. and you know when there was anything that was unbalanced and i think diddy kong was probably the biggest primary oh, yeah, I remember that, yeah. thing with that <laughs> yeah. you know they they fixed him up pretty quickly and, yeah. you know the, the mains complained and the you know the the people who hated him were like hooray yeah. but you know for the sake of the game i still remember uh
0: pits side b where you use it like nothing touches you and you just go through them <laughs> yeah. and they did change that so you can be counted and yeah, exactly,
1: yeah, yeah. Because, they, because they actually listen to the voice of reason, and they play it themselves, and they go, okay, that's kind of bullshit, and then they balance mm. it, you know, unlike unlike what happened with Brawl, where mm. Meta Knight was near untouchable, and could almost do nothing to him, and there was no, no way to patch support the Wii games very effectively, mm. unless they do, like, a massive a massive add-on patch like they had to do with Skyward Sword and mm. and apparently they did have uh, some involvement with Super Smash Bros Brawl too.
0: A little bit, not yeah. not much but... Yeah. Mm. Cuz I think that's what Sakurai was talking about when um you said just one one development team cuz they they had everyone from a- anywhere <laughs> doing Smash Bros Brawl. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And in in the like the balancing of the characters, you could tell that. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm. Bit here there and everywhere essentially yeah Yeah. but oh I still enjoyed Brawl oh yeah as hated as it is as a Smash Bros game (laughs) I loved it I thought it was a great game I don't think
0: it's as hated as you think outside of the
1: Uh, in comparison to every other Smash Bros titles it's the least favourite for Mm. pretty much everyone I really want to go back and play it Oh, because brawl is fun. Brawl is <laughs> it, fun. It's stupid. It's stupid, dumb fun. Like it's not even. I understand that it's not a competitive level type of Smash Pros, but it yeah, it's fun. Mm. Didn't didn't need to be anything more than what it was. Subspace emissary was fun. I love the space subspace emissary. Yeah. I uh I like the story <laughs> that was attached to it. Yeah. Ignore ignore that piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Computer notifications. Uh, yeah. It, it doesn't know when to shut up. Mm. Boom.
0: I was listening to the Hungry Gamers podcast today and one of them turned on the uh, their Xbox. Yeah. And I was in the car and I said, boop, I'm like, what the hell? But then Ali was like, oh, I turned on the Xbox. I'm like, "I'm like, oh, well, that's what it was. I'm like, that sounds
1: so familiar. What is that sound? <laughs> See, the thing is, is if you turn on my Xbox, you'll never know what it sounds. You never know what the hell it is if you're on the phone with me because it makes Halo 5 noise. Oh, does it?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, you've got the limited edition. That's all. Awesome.
1: Yeah, I've got the limited edition one. Yeah. The Halo 5 Guardians, Xbox. Mm. I'll turn on your Switch, it just goes... Switch. Ba-ding. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's as much noise as it makes. Mm.
0: But, yeah. So, personally, I feel pretty happy with Bandai and Namco. Oh. Brand-, brand new team. Brand new Metroid game. I'm really curious to see how it turns out.
1: Summarizing it, yeah. I agree. I think, that, I think that's... Uh... You know, I, I think it's good news considering their past track record, and I have a lot of faith in Bando, mm. To be completely honest, yeah. I, there's not there's not really a time I've ever had a lack of faith in them to create a yeah. game. And
0: like, I, I wasn't like into following the news as much back when Metroid Prime One came out, but apparently a lot of people were skeptical about Retro Studios being a brand new American company outside of traditional, normal Nintendo. No, oh, as yeah. well.
1: So it's 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 a pretty similar situation. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah yeah exactly you know you, you've got to remember that it's happened before and it's going to go through its throws and we we'll just have to wait and see yeah but it should i think it should be good so bandai namco singapore we have faith in you oh yeah give absolutely. us a cool
0: game yeah i'm I'm looking forward to your cool game i want a battle royale mode metroid uh, i want to drop from, i want to drop from a plane uh, a spaceship as a morph ball that'd be actually pretty cool actually yeah, no,
1: no Battle Royale. No, I was no, joking. No Battle Royale. I was Royale, joking, actually.
0: but, you know, if it's in I'll play. No, no,
1: no, no. Mm. But, um, yeah, briefly, before before we... How, how far are we through this episode? No, Drew? we're not going to finish the episode here. Perhaps. No, 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 I'm curious. I'm just curious how far we're through the episode today.
0: It's uh 28 minutes and 34 seconds. All right,
1: good, because <laughs> the, I, I did want to spend a bit of time... Yeah. after talking about Bandai and why we're happy with it <laughs> I, just, I just want to point out I've never thought I'd say Bandai Namco
0: this many times in my life Bandai Namco I feel like I've said Bandai Namco that many times oh
1: over and over again yeah Um, I, I just wanted to touch on um like similar situations that's happened with uh, other companies or uh whether it's been crossovers or you know of series or whatever and how they've worked with Nintendo and you know, because a lot of stigma around Nintendo is a lot of people just assume that it's like, oh, it's just Nintendo developing the games. But you know, ninety percent of the time, that's not the case. You know, some some companies always lending a hand there somewhere, mm. and um, outside their main development studios in Japan and stuff like that, you have people from NI- uh, Nintendo of America, NOA, Yeah, um, they're always they're always looking for partners to come in and help develop games or. You know, or even games that have come, become a part of Nintendo's repertoire like what happened with Bayonetta. And yeah, that's, yeah. that's a big thing. Just reaching out me like, Hey, here's the money,
0: make the game and they're like Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. We're faithful. Because that was a big thing in the news this week as well, was um the director of Bayonetta saying that asking for Bayonetta on PS four or Xbox One at this point is like asking for Zelda on those consoles which is a pretty 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 big thing to say and it shows his commitment towards Nintendo I guess mm. you know for saving his project but yeah so what are some of your favorite Nintendo collaborations
0: they've done with other companies uh, where, where they've taken Nintendo's IP and used it
1: well the thing is is my favorite consistent one is probably Warriors projects mm-hmm. I was expecting you to say that yeah, yeah I, I i think the thing is is just like uh, and i and i'm more than sure that i would have mentioned this before as well but uh, I, I just like the wackiness it sort of brings. It takes it takes the worlds uh, of like again like Fire Emblem and Zelda, and it puts them in a scenario where you just feel overpowered as hell. These characters have really flashy abilities, and it just looks good. It's just a, it's just a different way of looking at yeah. game at, at those games that are within within the same genre, to be fair. Um, but also one of my favorites, and this has also been mentioned when we talked about Mario sports games, was Hoops. Oh yeah, Square Enix. Yes, mm-hmm. right. Square Enix. Yeah, it was. That was a damn fun game. I saw. I was. I was looking around at the uh, because we were talking about DS games. and We obviously haven't cleared the mess up on the floor.
0: Yeah, we still got we've still got <laughs> my DS games scattered <laughs> from us.
1: Still but. a pile of DS games on the floor.
0: It was a hot week last week. I was shearing. I was yeah. busy. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I feel you. It's okay. It's all right. No problem. I've got no respect for my DS games. <laughs> but but I looked down at the floor and I could just see Mario with a basketball on his finger. I'm like, oops. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> and like for me playing that, I, I discussed uh,
0: last week on the episode, that game didn't click with me that well, but seeing the Final Fantasy characters, just playing basketball with Nintendo characters. Yeah. Just, just yeah. Just fucking cool idea.
1: It worked really well. And like yeah. all their special, like they all had special special abilities and stuff and all the Final Fantasy characters <laughs> had their own special abilities and it's was um, just cool final
0: fantasy fans are going to shoot me what's the cactus's name
1: oh cactuar cactuar and well, he's, he's the, just an enemy yeah right yeah the, the thing is the thing is there's not a lot of not a, uh, i don't know Espe- especially especially nowadays i think like if if you were to know what the hell a cactuar was you would have to uh or cactuar either way you want to pronounce cactuar, it cactuar it? i remember cactuar. c-a-c-t-a-u-r That's how it's spelled um so cacti cacti <laughs> yeah um the thing is is that like cacti are older final fantasy enemies realistically what from final fantasy 3 so no or- i think like think like final fantasy final fantasy 10 and below mainly yep okay. um because you know 11 was the mmo i'm not sure how much how many cacti you see in fucking 11 uh because i never really dove that far into it uh Final Fantasy Twelve, there was probably some in there somewhere, but not nothing, nothing too noticeable I can think of. And then Final Fantasy Thirteen was more of an, a, serious, a serious approach. Final Fantasy Fourteen's more an an MMO. I, I, I've never seen a cactuar there in my like three three hundred days worth of playtime. <laughs> and Jesus, in the end, there's none in Final Fantasy Fifteen. <laughs> you know, they, they've they, they've disappeared off the map now, so I don't expect that many people to know about them. You would have had to have played the played in the PS2 era or below to really yeah. remember them. But yeah, anyway, you were saying how annoying he is. I guess.
0: Uh, I really, I really liked him.
1: He was really fast and oh yeah, he yeah. Was that's really why fast. I liked him because
0: you steal the ball. Like, Wee! <laughs> you just do like the up swipe on the Deus bottom screen and you get the down swipe and you just do a slam dunk. It's like cool. Yeah, and he just pisses off and he's just like,
1: Wee! I, I thought. I thought my favorite part. Um, but his defense was really bad, wasn't it? That was yeah, great. it was awful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was god awful because yeah. he's a cactus. He should have good defense. He's got prickles all over him. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if you knock a cactus over, it's going to be hard for him to get up when he can't move his arms. Mm. he's got elbows he's got elbows but he can only move it in two de- two dimensions <laughs> up and down up and down that's the that's end. The people only. who have no idea who this character is they're gonna be like what the hell are you want about oh I'm, I'm sure i'm sure if, if i'm sure if anybody doesn't know what a what a cactuar is i'll google it and they go somehow i remember that if you speak digimon he looks like togemon okay <laughs> yeah yeah go there yeah <laughs> if you don't yeah. know digimon i don't know how to help looks, looks like a togemon acts like a acts like something that was only animated in two frames <laughs> yeah anyway um uh my my favorite part of the final fantasy characters i think was uh the black mage and the white mage specials which were i think meteor and holy oh, yeah. and you had to draw them in sh- uh you had to tap them in a star pattern yeah. i love that i thought it was great <laughs> yeah it was so hard to unlock those characters so. <laughs> in the yeah. end. i don't know if I'm,
0: i might have i can't remember I remember really enjoying that theme music. The theme, yeah, was was so good. The menu music, I mean, I I just like left it on. Oh,
1: oh, oh,
0: oh, oh, oh. Oh, Oh, you're doing it justice. You're doing it so much justice. Three
1: on three.
0: Everyone's like, yeah, that music is good. Bryce, keep singing.
1: Three.
0: I think uh, one of the notice, the more noticeable uh, collaborations Nintendo's done is with uh, Zelda and Capcom. Yes, Do- doing the uh, yes. the Game Boy games
1: and yes doing uh, an actual Zelda game. Yeah.
0: yeah, and Minish Cap on Game Boy Advance.
1: Yeah, Minish Cap was such a damn good game. <laughs> they're they're such good games, and also
0: you wouldn't know if it didn't say Capcom on the box. Mm. You wouldn't know. Yeah, much like you know on
1: Namco with. I mean the Oracle the Oracle games were also Capcom. Yeah, yeah. You know that that's that was like that. God, that was a big debacle. That one it was supposed to be a trio of games like Pokemon games and it didn't work out and. Oh, really? What's that being... story? What's, the, oh, what's, what's okay. the third
0: one? I don't know about the third
1: one. It was supposed to be Oracle Seasons, Oracle of Ages, and Oracle yep. of... God, I can't remember what the last one was. Oracle of God. <laughs> Oracle of God, but oh. it was supposed to be like the Emerald version of those games. Yeah. Where, like, um, it, it was just deluxe, but the thing is, is at the start... Uh, have you ever played them? Yeah. Yep. Then you know at the start of them, they have the two... They have two goddesses. Mm. Yeah. Right? Um, That was supposed to be based, the the third one was supposed to be based off the Furore, the Furore equivalent, mm, yeah. Um, and uh, you know, they're all supposed to link up together, and then, you know, uh, obviously Seasons had one mechanic, Oracle had another mechanic, and then the third version was supposed to have both in some sort of context, or melded the worlds together in some kind of context, mm-hmm. where sometimes you would have to use the time travel, or you would have to use the Seasons to get past an obstacle, so there was no in there for but. And so you have to verse Team Magma and Aqua. Yeah, yeah, yeah. same, same, same <laughs> sort of deal. Yeah, uh, but um, yeah, that was that was supposed to be a whole thing, but it never ended up working that way. And instead, we got two games that were brilliant games. By all, they're all right, but at the same time, if you wanted to get everything, required a severely convoluted system of linking up yeah. Game Boys yeah. and being a massive pain in the butt. Um, but yeah, re- regardless, the- still fun, still fun. Mm. Um, Capcom really knows how to make a decent Zelda game, actually.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like,
1: yeah. I, I've finished Minish Cap a couple times now, and I thought the Minish Cap was one of the best Zeldas ever made, to be mm. completely honest. And yeah, it's, it's
0: not too long. It's well, uh, yeah, smart, smartly done. It's
1: yeah. it's not too long if you don't want to make it to be long, but if you want it to make it to be long, it was well, long. Yeah, you can go and look for everything. And, it, yeah. it was good. It was a good balance of, like, hey, you want to play this game and you want to get through it quick and you want to experience a short Zelda story. Go ahead. Or it's like if you want to experience a experience a world that was vibrant and had like a lot of collectibles and shit. Then you can go ahead and do it that way too. Hmm. You know, Capcom makes a damn good Zelda game, and like yeah, I can't I can't fold them on it at all. I enjoy, I enjoyed them too much. Hmm.
0: And uh, yeah, they they also made the um, I don't know if you saw this in the news, but they made a Luigi's Mansion
1: arcade machine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never played. That'd be actually quite fun. <laughs> I think there's a lot of Nintendo arcade-based machines I want to play. Mm. You know, the Mario Kart one looks really good. Have you played the Mario Kart arcade
0: machine? No.
1: So that was by Bandai Namco. Yeah, yeah. Wow, who would have thought? Yeah. <laughs> they, made a, they made a popular Mario Kart pro- uh, property in Japanese arcades. Who would have thought? Yeah, because <laughs> it is it is pretty popular. A lot of people are, like you, I've seen videos of it. It's the only thing I've ever seen a video of in a Japanese arcade, hmm. unless it was the uh, uh, what was it called? It was like a drum game. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, that's the only other thing I've ever seen in a Japanese arcade. That looks like fun too. That looks like fun too. It was on the um, that was on the Wii too. Actually, that yeah, game. it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They made a they made a software based re- Wii version. I can't
0: remember what it's called. I'm just gonna say. Doki Drum Master
1: Doki Doki Drum Master something or other, I don't know.
0: Yeah, Doki Doki, something different. But, but yeah. <laughs> it, it it's it's
1: popular in Japan and like it looks like a fun fun game and it, it was the same with the Mario Kart as well. The Mario Kart arcade machine was really good and looks looked pretty professional and looked fantastic and you know, it's it's no surprise really that um these companies can pull off something nice. Mm. Um going back to going back to square enix i think uh the big honorable mention uh for people who played a lot of super nintendo was probably super mario rpg mm, you can't forget that one no, no it's it's hard to forget as goofy as the art style was and all that it it was a brilliant brilliant uh mm-hmm. example of an I RPG i hadn't actually
0: played it but just seeing the uh i made you
1: play a little bit of it on stream
0: i played i played a fair bit of it on a emulators <laughs> <laughs> but I hadn't actually finished it and uh, just but YouTubing the last boss mm. like just seeing <laughs> how Final Fantasy the actual last boss is. oh yeah
1: there's an actual Final Fantasy boss in that game
0: oh is there an actual yeah, yeah.
1: you can actually unlock uh, there's you have to like get some collectibles of some kind but once once you finish the game and you actually unlock this door that's in one of the towns and it's uh, got a Final Fantasy boss in there couldn't tell you which one it is it might be Odin, maybe I'm I'm not entirely sure, yeah. But it is an actual Final Fantasy <laughs> boss, just inside this door in the middle of a town, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a nice little Easter egg. Did that there. make it super hard? Oh yeah, it's the hardest boss in the game by technical limits. Okay, yeah. Apparently, um, but uh, I I haven't gone to visit myself, obviously. Um, but I mean, I mean that that project truly shines us into what a, col- a good collaboration can do. People are still asking for Gino. To be in Smash Bros. nowadays, and Gino's a damn cool character, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, how do you recover from that? <laughs> like, how how are you gonna get that back after Square merged companies with Enix and became Square Enix? And... Did they make it before they merged? Yeah, they did. Okay, it, it, it's yeah. a, it's a whole property mess. Like, it's not like Rare, where it was plain and simple Nintendo v Rare. Mm. Would, would Square
0: Enix own the characters that aren't Mario, Luigi, Peach? etc oh yeah in that game they do they do okay that's the
1: thing is everybody wants gino and they're like oh yeah whatever but you know you think of it at the time they want a gino mm. they're like oh we really want gino give us gino in your game but um i just think of the gino's pizza parlor yeah. so, give us gino's so, oh yeah i'm hungry man give us gino's <laughs> but you think you think of it that from that perspective but like if nintendo approached square enix at the time and they're like listen we we want we want one of your characters in our game, but we don't know who we want to go with. We do we want to go with Gino? Do we want to go with Cloud from FF7? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, well, we're pushing a new Final Fantasy game, so it's gonna have to be Cloud. So they put Cloud in Smash Bros.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know. I assume
1: people vo- more
0: people voted for a Cloud. I assume so.
1: No, oh, I. Oh, who would know? <laughs> yeah. Who would know? It wasn't even a matter of votes with them; it was just a collaboration, I think. Because mm. who, who was it—the one who it was like bayonetta, and the runner-up was who in the polls? Uh, I was it cruel. I can't remember King K. Rool. Did they release the uh, runners-up? They did. I think King, it was, King K. Rule. I think it was King K. Rule. Everybody really wants King K. Rule, but everybody forgets he's a goddamn rare property. Everyone forgets why.
0: Why do you want King K. Rule? <laughs> Oh, Anyone and they're
1: uh, also bad. It's like, oh, because he's an iconic enemy from D.K.C. and he's and really and and from Nintendo 64, like Donkey Kong sixty four. It's like that's that's great, but he's also a rare property, which is half the reason we had trouble trying to get Donkey Kong Country back and sixty four back in the first place. Yeah, there was no way we were getting him. He's a scrapped character. They're not going to do anything mm. with him anymore. But he's trademarked under Microsoft, and if you if can use unlock,
0: him, if you're able to unlock the rare vault as well, get Banjo Kazooie, get. Don't know someone from Perfect yeah. Dark.
1: Get James Bond. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, get something that's way more worth the time. And like Phil Spencer even said, we'd love to have Banjo in a yeah. in a Smash game. Of course we would.
0: Cross marketing, please.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it's Banjo for God's sake. I I feel like I feel like with Banjo not on Nintendo console, like half my childhood is missing. <laughs> yeah. Like personally, I'd, not I, I wish i to be
0: fair. Hmm? not on any console
1: well yeah, I mean you can still play Banjo-Kazooie and 2 on Xbox and yeah I think that's pretty much the only reason I've got my Xbox around at this point is to play a bunch of old games mm. you know your Xbox One yeah, yeah. my One. like I'm kind of just like at that point where I'm like eh. I don't know I could trade this in and my PS4 and get a PS4 Pro and probably be happier with that but at the same time where am I going to play my Banjo-Kazooie I'm going to have to play it on em- on emulator and it's not the same No. Nah. No, I'm waiting for a Nintendo 64 Mini. So, oh. if they're as easily moddable as a SNES Mini, I can just put Benjo kazooie on it and not have to worry. I can just go, yep, bye. <laughs> That'd be great. I still need to mod mine. <laughs> <laughs> it's really surprising
0: how easily yeah. it is. Well, we make. were just talking, you were just like mucking around with it. Yeah. And you got it going. I'm like, oh, well. Yeah, we were okay. talking
1: We were talking about the podcast one day and... Um, yeah, I was,
0: just, I was actually editing the episode. And yes. just, yeah.
1: Yeah. He was editing the episode and he's, he, he, he was sitting there. I'm just like, uh, I'm like, give me two seconds. I'm like, I'll, I'll be with you in two seconds. I just want to try something. I literally plugged it <laughs> into my computer, ran a program, dumped a couple ROMs on it, pulled it out and then plugged it back in the TV. And there was like, it was there. It was done. It was crazy how easy it was. To you monitor. didn't hear it from us though.
0: Well, you didn't hear it from us.
1: I mean, all, all it's going to do to you is avoid your warranty. <laughs> Yeah, and I don't you know what are the chances of me getting a mini SNES repaired by the time it's broken anyway probably Mm. very low yeah so you know I'm not going to have it for any collectible purposes it's there to play yeah it's there to play
0: Mm. alright so I think the the most recent one and the one that stands out the most in my mind apart from the Zelda Capcoms is Mario Plus Rabbids that happened yes mid last year oh god and wasn't that a success
1: it was a success it was you sounded sarcastic. It was no, a no, it was a, it was a success.
0: <laughs> you sounded so sarcastic. No, now. no, no, I wasn't. I
1: wasn't <laughs> intending to be sarcastic as much as I haven't... I think the sarcasm bit of the voice comes from me not actually playing it. <laughs> yeah. I, I understand that it was a like, massive success and a lot of people bought into it. A lot mm. of people thought it was a damn good game and it's got really good friggin' review scores. Really good ones. Yeah. You know, um, but...
0: Yeah, when we first heard about that, it was just like, what, what? the hell? Yeah. And they show it, and it looks good, and they brought they brought it out in a uh, three months since it got you know properly shown at oh, E yeah. three mm. and it come out. Mm. I, I wonder if that's because of like just the idea seemed a bit jarring. so, I, yeah. so, so they're like, all oh, right, well, we we've got, we we've got to show them this is a you know good product, not just crap.
1: Yeah, it's not just bullshit. Mm. Yeah, and
0: it's it's probably not. But is is it one of the first times Nintendo's lent? one of the IPs, if not the Mario
1: IP to a non uh Japanese developer? I think so. Yeah. Mm. I think that's why it was such a big deal for Ubi. Mm. Because Ubi's like, ah, uh, uh, Yeah. We get to use Mario in something and that's why they made it such a big deal rather than just like having a Rabbids game featuring Mario. When it became a Mario game featuring Rabbids in it. Yeah. It was such a big thing. Or you oh, know? You,
0: c- you couldn't just do and the rabbits look who they've met Mario, and he's just like in the background. So that's that's not gonna.
1: Oh well, it probably <laughs> it probably wouldn't it probably wouldn't fly by Nintendo, but I don't think I don't think they would have pitched it any other way either. Mm. Like they could have they could have they could have been like let's make a rabbits RPG with Mario in the background. You know they could have done that, but I think it's very very clear they held the the Mario IP at the highest of ladders mm. they were like we need to make them the forefront of this game and that's what they did mm. the Rabbids come second just uh
0: one of the things that impressed me most about that game is just the animation and attention to detail oh yeah, yeah. It, like it felt like a Nintendo game but it also felt different yeah yeah I think that was the most important bit oh, just uh, watching streams of it I could tell yeah yeah god good game good game didn't finish it I don't, I don't finish a lot of games man
1: no yeah that's the thing it's once you get a taste and you're just like oh now this, 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 this the next game I gotta play that's gonna take me 60 hours to complete and I won't complete it because it takes me 60 hours <laughs> yeah there's so many there's so many big releases that you've missed out on like that <laughs> you still gotta go back and play Persona yeah I do I yeah. do I was nominated as a game of the year last year good game mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: fantastic game yeah that was, that was actually that was actually a good collab um. <laughs> Persona and no I had actually shit you actually shit
0: no oh.
1: no I lost it I lost it like immediately god damn it what, did they work with Sega or did they work with what are you what are you thinking here actually I'll piggy- I'll piggyback off that okay because I can't remember what I was going to say but Mario-, Mario and Sonic at the Olympics <laughs> of course yes Mario, like how did we forget about that they finally come together in their <laughs> own games. Yeah. It was at the Olympics. Yeah, it was at the Olympics. And Phenem- to, phen- to be honest, those games, some of them, <laughs> at least some of them, weren't too bad. Mm. The DS I, one was... I, I, I never actually played them. The, the first honest. DS one was actually fun. Yeah. It was actually fun. I don't know how, but the first DS one was actually half decent. Mm, the Wii one was probably okay too, I assume. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. know. I, I I didn't really play them. Yeah, that's the thing about them is they eventually just become like a yearly release. Yeah. Well, almost. Yeah, every two years for the Olympics and the Winter Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> well, bi yearly then.
0: Uh, I don't mean this in a bad way, but once you come out for the Paralympics.
1: Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's getting touchy there, don't you think? <laughs> God. Yeah, we'll leave that. <laughs> Dear Lord. <laughs> uh. You have been shock and horror! <laughs> Holy crap! All
0: ha- no, it doesn't have to be bad. Just Mario. He's in a wheelchair and he's he's racing. Be like downhill jam. Tony Hawk's downhill jam. Remember okay. that jam?
1: I... Tony Hawk is dead to me. The last time it was alive to me was PlayStation Two, and that was it. Yeah. Now it was it's been gone since then. Mm
0: sayonara Tony Hawk sayonara Tony Hawk and sayonara to you guys because we're going to end the episode there yay yay <laughs> well uh, I mean oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys thank you very much for listening um,
1: you can find us on Twitter Bryce where, they can, where can they find you at um, they can find me at Bryce DeWitt on Twitter or uh, Ivy Revan on Twitch which is still inactive at the moment why is that uh, mm, the thing is it's like I want to play stuff like Celeste but I've been trying. I've been enjoying them so much on my own time that I don't. I'm like, ah, uh, I, I just want to indulge. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll, pro- fair I'll, I'll probably get back to it soon, though. I, I mean, um, the big big news for Xenoblade come out this week. Where there was a lot of new content dropping when you go into New Game Plus for Xenoblade. Yep. So now that I've finished the story, I'm thinking about going back and New Game Plus and going through all that new stuff. Mm, sounds good. Yeah, I've been meaning to get
0: back into Twitch too. Yeah, but I'll got to get. <laughs> gotta get <set> up a <laughs> bit more. we're recording the podcast literally on a, Look, li- a little file cabinet
1: i'll tell you what if anybody is interested i will take a picture of it before i leave tonight and i will post it up on twitter yeah <laughs> so you can see what we're recording in because it is a spectacle it's, it's not a spectacle it's just a bit sad i think <laughs> <laughs> oh dear lord um and be sure to check out uh, 8bit.net to find some beautiful, beautiful other podcasts. Yes. Um, yeah. So y- you can find me at iDruby on Twitter. And you can find
0: The House of Mario at The House of Mario. We have a Discord community. Join it if you like to talk and be social. You bloody gamers. Get social.
1: <laughs> how dare you gamers? Yes, how you gamers. You, so there's a link to that sociable. in the
0: description. And if you have the time, please leave us an iTunes review. Um, yes. It it helps with the statistics, and it also helps just get feedback on the show, and just know what we're doing right, wrong, vice versa. And I actually want to read a um a review we got. Oh, so it's it starts off. It's by Jamie who wrote in last week. Do you remember? Yes, yes, yes. yes. It it says minor issues, but great overall. I should butcher that. I'll just minor issues, but overall a great Aussie. Podcast. I assume it says that it. It's got dot dot dot. It's dot dot. So it says the guys at the house of Mario showcase a passion for the gaming company that is Nintendo. These Aussies are very laid back in their discussions, but it ma- uh, but it makes it easy to listen to. Uh, the audio levels do need ironing out as they oh, do I need, need uh, do need the volume up to hear them speak. But have to quickly turn it down when they showcase a Nintendo song at the end of each episode to avoid blasting your ear holes. Overall, a great show with a few minor tweaks here and there, and it will turn
1: into an even better one. I think the main uh, I think the main problem with us having a proper audio setup at the moment is our lack of setup. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's definitely uh, a stupid so, Absolutely, thank you for the redo- review, dude. And we are absolutely keeping on track of yeah. that. See, but- see, like that's how. Reviews help. Exactly. Help us. So, like, little, little bits of feedback
0: like that. Yeah. Because our setup the last, well, this year and end of last year has just been laptop microphones. Wherever we
1: can plonk them. <laughs> and
0: also, some weeks I might not have the um, time to listen through the whole thing to know where the ups and downs are.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yep.
0: hopefully, this week's better. Um, Jamie, I'd love to hear, hear your feedback once you've listened to this and hopefully it doesn't blast you your holes. Because I do not. Neither of us once
1: a bad no, audio we're experience. <laughs> we're not. We're not intending to trust me. Um no. And uh, as, as I said earlier, I'll be taking that picture. And if you guys <laughs> want to see <laughs> what we're recording off of, you're more than you're more than welcome to. We like. Uh, we got to get this room set up. <laughs> yeah. Just need a table. Just just oh. a just a desk. Just a desk. We we will get there. Even if we have to build one. Mm so yeah let's consider that
0: yeah <laughs> alright and uh, we're, we are a part of the 8-bit uh, collective mm-hmm. <laughs> that we are that we are and I just want to give out a shout out to another member of the 8-bit collective so Buddy Watson and uh, Dash Gamer they've started the podcast together called uh, the Dash uh, yeah, the Dash Culture podcast mm-hmm. so they talk about pop culture all those types of things and I'll read you their description so, gaming, mu- <laughs> gaming movies, music, and anime. What else does a nerd need? Host Dash and Buddy are delivering a fortnightly serving of pop culture goodness, free of red tape and uh, judgment. Tune in for the conversational opinions. Stay for the laughs. Yeah, and they Beautiful. started their first... Uh, did the first episode last week, where they talked all about their love for Celeste. Yep. So, if, so
1: if you want to hear more about that, jump over there. There'll oh. be a link in the description to get there quick smart i would also like to to add that if it if it, their name sort of sounds familiar it's a meld of two previous podcasts
0: yes mhm
1: so uh,
0: um dash he, he, his wasn't a podcast mm-hmm. he has um dash gamer.net or dash G- right. dash gamers.com sorry if i butchered that dash <laughs> <laughs> always forget whether it's com or net for a lot of these websites but. and review culture and review culture mm-hmm. which was buddy watson's uh Podcast, yeah. I presume he's still doing it. It sounds like the, he's stopped for a bit because he wants a break, but I think he's still doing it. So, gonna have a look at review culture as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, while you're while you're listening to these two beautiful people speaking to their microphones about Celeste, yes, make make sure you open your browser and you look it up.
0: <laughs> you make sure. <laughs> you make sure. Don't I'll tell you.
1: Don't threaten the audience. Threaten. Threaten. All right. Well, press X to threaten. Sorry, I'm back. So.
0: Nintendo jukebox this week, Bryce. It's going to be... Um, I've completely forgotten. I haven't, I haven't even written it down. But the Metroid parody song. What are the Game Grumps? What's their what's their band called again?
1: Oh. We're doing that. Are we? Yeah. Okay. So, you're talking about Starbomb and you're talking about... I think the song is called Regretroid. Yes. That's the one. Mm-hmm. Yep. I had it here, but the, the, the tab's gone and I haven't written it down. And mm-hmm. I knew you knew it, so Yeah, you knew I knew it because it's a Starbomb song and, and I, I love the game grumps. Yes. Yeah. Well right. you listened to the album like a million times, dude. <laughs> so. Yeah, damn right. And that's that's a that's a good pick. That's a good pick. Yeah, well I think it's a fitting episode. We talked a lot about the Troids. hmm So everybody you get a parody track this week this week, uh by Starbomb, aka uh the game grumps plus Ninja Brian. And their track, Regret Troid. Yes. That is it. Yes. Alright,
0: guys, we'll see you next week and stay happy.
1: S- stay Troidy. Yes,
0: yeah, stay Troidy. <laughs> yeah.
1: it was a bounty hunter in the depths of space, and she could easily combine your stupid ass with your face. Her name was Samus Aaron, and she. Destroy Metroids When she wasn't
0: totally pissed She was extreme. She stood up to every challenge No matter how ever
1: demanding And her courage was amazing And her boobies were outstanding What? Uh, nothing I was just saying that you're brave Um, uh, okay Hey, look over there <laughs> It's Crane
0: Hesitating, but Samus was set to fight She got into a battle stance that made her butt look super tight and crazy No wait, I think there has been a gigantic mistake I actually just wanted to give you some desserts that I baked What Samus said What pisses me off most in this world Is when enemies get nice when they all find out I'm a girl So do me a favor and take your cakes and your pies And shove them so far up your ass that they end up behind your eyes I wonder if it's because you're a huge, disgusting brain.
1: Get the fuck off my planet